0: Well, once again, welcome, especially if you are new. My name is Jeff Kerr. That's my wife, Christy, who was just doing announcements. We love meeting new people. So if you are a visitor today, we'd love to get to know you after the service. So I'd love to shake your hand and welcome you to church today. Um, it is our back to school Sunday. So we got all the students, all our elementary, middle, high school, some college students here. If they haven't, uh, I guess some of them have gone back to school and then snuck back home for Labor Day weekend. That's what happened at our house, which we're always glad to have the college students with us. Um, One quick thing before we jump into it, because it is the scripture that we're going to be reading um, today. We are doing a a reading plan through the New Testament as a church, and so we're, you know, about two-thirds of the way through. Um, If you've been keeping up with the schedule, it's our foundation's reading plan. If you'd like more information on that, um, we've been reading through. It's five chapters a week, so less than a chapter a day, and uh, it's going to get us through the New Testament this year. If you have been following along, but you've fallen behind a little bit. I want to encourage you, you don't need to get caught up, just jump right back in this week. Um, If you follow the church on Facebook, I'll post each week about what chapters we're reading, but this week... Um, I think it's like the end of 1 Peter and the start of 2 Peter, near the end of the New Testament. So I want to encourage you to finish that up with us. We're going to finish the New Testament by the end of the year. And uh, I say that because if you are doing that, the reading that we're reading today will be part of your foundation's reading this week, and it's going to be in the book of 2 Peter chapter 1, if you know where that is. If you want to follow along, there are some black hardcover Bibles in the pews that you're sitting in. I'll be reading out of the NIV translation in just a moment, but we're going to be reading in a few minutes just out of 2 uh, Peter this morning. All right, back to school Sunday. Mixed uh, mixed reviews in here, I believe, about how we feel about back to school. Pretty, pretty stark difference of if you're a kid or if you're a parent about how we feel about back to school. Um, but students, we're glad that you're with us, not just the youth group members who are with us every Sunday, but kids. If you are a kid in here, I want to know that you're listening. Raise your hand. Actually, let's... If you're a kid in here, say hi. Awesome. We're glad that you're with us, kids. We love having you in here worshiping with us. It's a chance for us. This uh, we have, We've done this ever since we started the church a few years ago, um, Labor Day weekend this Sunday. At the end of our service today, we're going to have all the students come up to the front, and then we as parents are going to be able to lay hands on them and just pray a prayer of blessing over them as they start this year. Teachers, if you're here, we'd love to pray a blessing over you as well and collectively thank you for keeping an eye on our kids all those hours every day. Um, But it's a special time where we can commit this year to the Lord. Christy already mentioned the teacher gifts that we have. Please take those. Um, As we start our school year here in a couple of days, and some of you have already started back into school this year, I want us to think today about the idea of growing. Now, every school year, well, I have one example that kind of goes in the face of this point that I'm making. When I was in the fourth grade, what we did, um, and this was in Canada, so you can just write that off as weird Canadian things, but we started the year, maybe you do this, you started the year by writing out this thing to see how our handwriting was back in the day where they used to teach cursive writing, you know, now kids just have to type. But we used to have to know how to write, and so at the beginning of the year, we'd write something out, and then at the end of the fourth grade year, um, we'd write out that same thing, and we could see how much we had grown in our handwriting. Anyone had to do something like that, or is it just the Canadians? Okay, good. It's just not just me. Well, my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Loney, which, of course, that was an easy name to make fun of, um, she got pretty upset with me because the writing at the end of the year was actually quite a bit worse than the, the beginning <laughs> of the year. And I couldn't, and she thought it was just because I was making fun, which is something I would tend to do as a fourth grader, or that I wasn't really trying. But I really did try. It just got worse. My handwriting got worse. And I don't know that it's ever really gotten better since then. However, take my fourth grade year out of the equation. Every school year we start and we have ideas that we're going to grow. We're going to develop. We're going to grow. It might even be just your parents, you you have to, as a kid, you have to stand in the pantry doorway and they put a ruler on your head and they measure you, how, hard, how far you've grown. And at the end of the year, we're going to do it again and say, look how much you've grown this year, right? We all want to grow this year. We want to grow, some of us would love to grow taller. I remember when I was a kid in the eighth grade, I was like, oh, man, I would love to grow taller one of these days. Or we want to grow in learning. We want to grow stronger or grow in relationships, or grow in boldness. Maybe you want to grow taller and stronger because you want to try out for football and you want to make the football team, or next summer you want to ride the tall rides at Valley Fair and not just the kid rides, and you need to be like Dottie, and we stuffed Kleenexes in her shoes so she could just get that extra half inch to get on the tall rides. Maybe you want to grow in boldness because you want to ask out somebody on a date and you want to get the courage to do that. All these areas we want to grow in. And this, that's what you're going to do. Students, this year you're going to grow. In all of those areas, you're going to get smarter and taller and stronger. But I want us, not just students and, but parents as well today, to think about this. In all the areas we're going to grow this year, I want us to consider growing in godliness. Growing in godliness. And so we're going to read some verses from Second Peter chapter 1. Verse, we're going to start out with verse 3 and 4. Do I have a student in here who would like to come up and read these verses? I'm going to start calling. Anybody want to come up and read to Did I see that hand? You want to come up? Yeah, all right. So, it's yeah, let's give a hand to Eli. So, you can either read it from there. Actually, Charlie, could we put it up on the screen? That first verse. Do you want to read it from there or from here?
1: His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us, by his own glory and goodness. Those, through these he has given us his very great precious pro- and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires.
0: Can give him a hand. That was excellent reading. All right, so we can leave that verse up there just for a minute. It's his divine power that has given us everything we need for a godly life. That jumped out at me. Man, I love that. It's His power that gives us everything we need for a godly life. Some of you would say today, I've been trying to live for God. I've been trying to grow in my faith. It is too hard. You know, some of you are like, have you ever actually read this thing? You know, it's hard work, right? Or you think, I keep getting tripped up by this area of my life. I'm doing my best, but I keep falling short. I just don't have the strength or the willpower to do this. And that verse, that first line right there, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. None of this has ever been about your strength and your willpower. None of this has ever been about your strength. It is God's strength. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that's in us. It's the presence of God in us that gives us everything we need for a godly life. That's awesome news today. That is the good news that we have. It's His presence and His power in us. That gives us what we need for a godly life. And it even goes on to say, through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises. We're going to talk about those in a minute. So that you, through them, you may participate in the divine nature. His promises enable you to participate in the divine nature. So, what is that? What is the divine nature? Well, that's to become more like Jesus. That's pretty simple, right? We want to become more godly. We want to become more like Jesus, and it's Him and His presence and His promises to us that enable us to do that so that we'll become more like Jesus and less like the evil desires that we had when we lived in the world. So, that's kind of the intro thought today, and for students and for everyone a part of this church, I'm praying that over your year this year and over our church that we'd all grow in the knowledge of God, that we would thereby become more like Him and participate in godliness, participate in the divine nature. So, everybody in here today, some of you are going to school, preschool, middle school, high school, college, workplaces, neighborhoods, families, all the things that you're involved in. What if every person hearing this message today just grew in their divine nature, grew in their godliness, grew in their faith. Think about the difference that that could make in our schools, students. If just these students right here represented grew in their faith, in their godliness, if all of the adults, what a difference that would make in our families, in our communities, in our workplaces, if we all took a step and grew in godliness, grew in that divine nature that His strength has enabled us to live in. It just takes one person to really say God I'm committed to you I want to grow in faith. Students, there is so many stories in the Bible and if you went to Sunday school growing up or you go to kids or you went to kids church or you go to kids church, you hear these stories of what God can do with one person who says God I want to live for you with my whole heart. I just want to live for you with my whole heart. I want to grow. God says, I can use that. I can use, even when they're really young, God says, I can use them to make a difference in their school, in their community, with their friends. But if all of us decided to do that, we would see God impact our schools, our communities, and our our city of Farmington. Amen? I want to encourage us as we think about growth this year to grow in godliness. We are, um, if you're new here, you might not know this, we bought a building and we're renovating a building downtown Farmington and we're in the middle of the construction process right now. As we move into that building in a few months, I believe that God has a season of growth for us, but it's not just numeric growth, and I believe that's going to come, but we need to be a community of people who are committed to growing in our faith so that we can see God do the things in us and through us that he wants to do in our community. It's going to take all of us stepping up and saying, God, I want to grow in godliness. I don't want to stay the same. I want to grow in my faith, in my strength, in my recognition of your presence in my life, on my obedience and trust. We all need to do that as we step into this new season as a church. And then it, we continue on in verse 5 through 7. I'm going to read that in for Second Peter here. Verse 5 it says this, For this very reason, because of what I'm talking about today, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, kindness, and to kindness, love. Let's keep those up on the screen because we're going to talk about each of those things for the rest of our message today. Goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, kindness, love. These are the things that we should be aiming to grow in this year. Goodness really is just a, you know, it would be like it's just someone saying they're a good person, kind of a moral excellence, being a good person. Knowledge is growing in the knowledge of God, being aware of what He is saying to us. Being aware of what Scripture says, growing in knowledge, spending time in prayer, spending time reading the Word, going through our foundations reading plan, reading through the New Testament, growing in knowledge. And then we get to self control. Now, goodness, being a moral person, knowing what's right, being knowledgeable, knowing what God would have you to do, it's one, how many of you know it's one thing to know what God wants you to do? Self-control comes in when it's time to actually do what God wants you to do, right? It's more than just knowing. It's, oh, I'm supposed to apply this. Oh, I'm supposed to make different choices. Oh, I'm supposed to say no to that or yes to that. I'm supposed to have self-control. This is the discipline work part of our faith, right? We've experienced that. Facing decisions where we follow either the way of God or the way of the world. Students, you're going to have so many times this year where you are faced with decisions to follow the way of the world or the way of our God. Self-control is when we make the right choice, and we are all going to need to grow in that. We all continue to grow in that. It's our choice to pursue the way of righteousness, to honor God with our choices. So, we're going to stop here for a moment, because I know we have some varied uh, lengths of attention span in here, so we're going to do a little game. Actually, because it's the start of the school year, I wanted to prep you students for what's coming this year. We're going to have a pop quiz, okay? All right? This will account for your final grade. And unlike the, school, the tests you take at school, I'm not giving you all the answers beforehand, okay? All right, so can we throw up that? It's the God versus world quiz, so I'm going to explain. Now, I'm going to show you a picture in just a minute And we can be vocal in this. We're going to say, well, either that's of God. So we could say God or world. Okay? So I'm going to show you an image, and you tell me if it's of God or if it's of the world. Now, you might be confused, so we're going to go through these first two, and it'll be pretty self-explanatory. Show that first picture. Okay, there's a puppy dog. That's of God. Yes, that's of God. Right? Okay, we're getting the hang of it. Next one. That's a cat. That's of the world. Okay? So we're getting the hang of this, right? Okay, next one. So here, I want to hear you say it out when you see the picture. That's someone praying and reading their Bible. God. Okay, next one. That's somebody being a bully. World. That's right. Okay, we're getting it. Okay, next one. Going back to school. Uh, I thought we'd get a mixed review on that one. It's actually of God. You know, that's, uh, I have the answers and that's the correct answer. It's of God. Okay, next one. Broccoli. Broccoli world is correct. That's of the world. Next picture. Doing chores at home. That is of God. Yes, it is. And all the parents said amen. I'm happy to have my kids back to school so we can resemble some sort of a clean kitchen once in a while. I'm amazed at the amount of dishes that they create during the summer with their nonstop snacking. Next picture. Sorry, that was a little rant. Next picture. Next picture. Oh, that's hard to see. That's going to a concert and holding up your cell phone the entire time you're at the concert. That's of the world, okay? Just so you know. Next one. Fortnite. The world is correct. That's of the (laughs) world. All right, next one. Old Town Road. (laughs) I heard a few mixed reviews. That is also of the world. All right, next one. Texting while driving. That's clearly of the world, right? All right, next one. Roundabouts, it is of God. They are of God. If you've ever been stuck in a Minnesota four-way stop where all people do is just wave everybody through, just keep waving everybody through, that's all we do. These help keep the things moving. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody knows how to use them, but we're going to get there, right? But these are clearly of God. All right, next one. The Minnesota State Fair. Actually, no, it's of the world. I was surprised, too. We, um, we have mixed reviews about the State Fair in our family, and we, d- we figured out the solution this year. Christy and the girls went to the State Fair, and I stayed home, and everybody was happier because of it. We realized, Christy and I realized, we can get in a fight anytime. We don't have to spend all the money and be around all the people at the state fair to do that, which we normally did in years past. So we, we figured it out. Okay, now this is, we have one more. Now I want everyone to have a definitive answer on this one. This one should be very self-explanatory. Aaron Rodgers. He is of the world. That is correct. All right. So that is our pop quiz for our God versus world quiz. How many of you got a perfect score? A few of you did. All right, we can throw that scripture verse back up there. I wanted to have a little game for the kids to play. Now, that is kind of fun and jokes and games, and we're kind of teasing with all those pictures. However, students, I want you to listen to this. Every student listening, this year is going to be a thousand little decisions where you get to exercise self-control. A thousand little decisions, some every day where you get to decide, am I going to do what I know God wants me to do? Or am I going to do the thing that is of the world or that my friends or that the world tells me I should do? It's going to be all the little decisions, all those little times where you're going to have self-control and take the path to godliness to grow in your faith, to grow in that divine nature that God has put in us. And it could be times where you have the choice to Have integrity at school, to be honest, to cheat or not to cheat, to gossip or to make fun of people, to lie about things. This goes for the grown-ups too, by the way. To be angry, to lash out in anger, to be selfish, to be dishonest, or to be honest and caring and loving, serving one another. To coast through something or to not work hard when you know you could do your very best. Maybe it's what you're watching or what you're listening to, books or media or internet or social media. We all have these decisions, and this is how we're going to grow in our faith, right, grown-ups? Right, students? When we exercise self-control, your journey to grow in your faith is made in these little decisions. It's all these little decisions where you're faced with the choice to exercise self-control and to put God first and to follow His path. So, students, it's not just a little thing. All of these things, you might think it's just a little thing. You might think, well, it's just one test, or it's one quiz, or it's just one story telling about somebody else, or it's just one joke about somebody else, or it's just a little thing. Grown-ups, so you might think, it's just one little time, it's just one little thing. But your journey to grow in faith is all about these decisions. It's all an opportunity for you to choose the divine nature in your life, to choose to grow in faith. It's all these little decisions that collectively you're going to say, I'm going to choose the right way here. I'm going to choose to listen to God. I'm going to choose to trust Him and grow. And after a while, it's going to be like standing in the, in the closet doorway with your mom measuring you. You're going to look back after a few months and say, wow, I've grown. Look at how much I've grown. And it's all these little things every day that are going to cause you to put God first and to grow in your faith. And that is how you will grow in your faith. It's in those little decisions. So that's self-control. And to self-control, perseverance. Perseverance. That is when you're going through something hard, it's not giving up. Okay? That is working really hard even when it's difficult. You persevere through trials. When you feel like quitting, when you feel like giving up, perseverance means that you keep going. And you know the best way for us to grow is to just go through hard stuff, to do hard things, to do difficult things and not giving up. Even think about your human body, how it grows. It takes a ton of work from your human body to grow a little bit. All the cells in your skin, they die off and new cells are created. In fact, your whole, I think I read this, your whole skin like, kind of regenerates every three weeks, like all the cells have died off and new ones have grown. Your brain function, muscles growing by breaking down and regenerating stronger. And some of us have stronger muscles than others. Um, Your your heart that pumps blood every minute of every day through a, a chain of blood vessels that's like thousands of miles long if you laid it all out. All of this stuff for your body to grow and be healthy, it takes hard work. That's why you have to eat food to give your body the energy to do the things for your bones to grow and your muscles to get stronger and your brain to develop. It's, that's, why we, that's why we have you eat broccoli, kids, so that you can have the nutrients you need. Doritos are just not going to cut it for all the stuff that your body has to do, right? Your body, it takes a lot of work. What if your body just decided one day and said, this is too hard. I don't want to do this anymore. Growing all those new skin cells, man, that's hard work. I'm, I don't want to do that. What if your heart just said, you know what, pumping blood every second of, of the whole life, well, that, that's so hard. Man, that's a lot of blood to pump. I'm just going to stop doing that. I don't want to do that. Well, what if your body said that? You would stop growing. Well, then you would die too. But then, you you know, the, the, the growth comes from going through the hard work. Growth is hard. Our church building that we're renovating, we're in the process this week where there's some ceiling joists that we got to strengthen. You know, it's a 140-year-old building and some of them need a little attention. And so the goal is to, to shore up the ceiling joists and we're making sure all the other things are strong because we want a strong building. We want a building that can last, that can withstand a storm. And I was thinking this week, well, the other alternative would be to just build a protective dome around the building so that no storms would ever get to it, right? No rain would ever hit it, no wind, and it would be perfectly safe. And then the building would be kind of useless as well because it would be protected by this dome. We don't want a protected building from the storms. We want a strong building that will withstand the storms, right? There's a difference there. In our life, so often we ask God to keep us from the storm, to keep us from the difficult things, to take away those hard things. But yet God knows through this is how we're going to grow. Now, we had a great prayer time today, and I don't know how God works at times because there's times when we pray as Christy was leading us today, God, deliver us from this chain, from this bondage, and God does it miraculously, and I'm praying that that happened today. And then there's times where God says, you're in this because this is how you're going to grow. This is how you're going to grow. This is a hard thing that you're going to go through, and it's going to cause growth. So often we ask God to keep us from the difficult things, but God is saying this is how you're going to grow, and growing is difficult. The thing you wanted to avoid might be the thing that's going to add perseverance to your life, to your faith, to your godliness. That thing you're walking through might be the thing that causes you to grow. It's going to cause you to lean on Him. It's going to cause you to stand up or to speak up or to make decisions or to make changes to grow in godliness, it's going to cause you to develop the things that God wants you to develop for this next season of your life. So, one of the things, as we pray, God, deliver me from these difficult things, we also need to be praying, God, help me to grow through this. Help me to be refined through this. Help me to be more like you. Help me to learn from this, to grow from this, to act. Maybe, maybe this circumstance that you're walking through is, is God's way of saying, you need to make some changes, or you need to make this decision. You need to stand up, or you need to do all of these things to speak up. Maybe that's God's way of saying, I have growth for you, and this is the way it's going to happen. So in addition to God, deliver me from this difficult thing. We need to be praying God help me in the midst of this to grow, to be refined, to learn, to be more like you, to persevere. So much of our faith, so much of our faith is just simply not giving up. It's just simply persevering. It's working hard. It's growing. It's persevering. Students, there's going to be times where just even your classes, the the schoolwork seems hard. This is how you grow. This is how you grow. You might want to say to your parents, there's too much work. I want to quit. I want to be done. This is how you grow. There's going to be times where you don't feel like going to school in the morning or you're feeling, maybe there's a a time where you're going to be feeling a little anxious. This is an opportunity for you to put your faith in God, to put your strength in God, and to grow, to grow, to persevere, to not give up, to work hard. After perseverance, it says godliness. That's really what we've been talking about today, becoming more like Him. And I love what follows godliness I, I I see these as kind of a chain reaction. You're building on them. You've got goodness, and knowledge. You're kind of building, and then self-control, and then perseverance, and then godliness. And I love the last ones. As you get further down the road, what becomes more alive in you? It's kindness. It's love. It's not judgment and arrogance. We become more loving. We become more kind. Good godliness, kindness, love, it's this chain reaction. It builds in us. We grow in being more loving to others, in showing kindness to others. We live in a world where it is so popular just to disagree and to, you know, go to the mats on an argument about, you know, I oppose you on this and now we're enemies. No, our job as we become more like God is to show kindness, to show love, to bring others along with us. Kindness and love are going to be the thing that draws people in are going to be the thing that shines a light. Verse 8, as we wrap up, concludes with this, and I love this verse, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. It never gets to a point, I love that it says, in increasing measure. We never get to the point where we're done with these things. You can't check any of these off the list and say, I've got goodness down, I'm good. No, we grow in these, we're always growing. And if we do, students, grown-ups, we're going to be fruitful, we're going to be productive, God's going to be able to use that. God's going to be able to walk with you and cause you to flourish this year, to cause you to make a difference, to be a light, and that's what we want for you. As we pray in just a few minutes, that's what we want for you this year. I'm going to wrap up with this. Um, At the start of this passage, we read His great and precious promises. And I just wanted to reiterate to you today, there are promises in Scripture for you, students, kids, grown-ups. There are promises in Scripture. They don't fail. They're promises. They're promises from God that He loves you no matter what. He is with you no matter what. No matter what, when you are feeling anxious at school, when you are uncertain about what to do, when you're feeling overwhelmed by the work or the cares of life or the battles you're going through, He is with you and you are more than a conqueror through Him, through His strength. He is working all things for your good and He is directing your path. These are His promises for you. As you face a school year, as you face work, as you face community and and family situations... This is His promise for you. He is with you. He is working for your good, and you can trust Him at all times, even in little things. I love any story that we have where God says, just trust me in this and see what I do. Just trust me. And that's how we're going to grow. We're going to trust God by pursuing godliness, the divine nature, the, the, the commands of Scripture in our life, and God is going to show us you trusted me in this, and now you're going to go, well, you trusted me to provide here, and now I'm going to provide. And we have, as we close, one final story that I want to tell, and I'm going to have my friend Sadie come up here. She's going to come up. Can we welcome Sadie up here? Why don't we come way up here? All right. So we are in the middle of a building campaign, and so Sadie was one of our students that decided to pledge some money. So how, when you wanted to make a commitment to the building, how much did you make a commitment for $100. dollars which is awesome. Thank you for that, Sadie. Okay, so then tell me a little bit of the story about how you were getting a little bit worried that you weren't going to be able to make your commitment.
1: Well, my brother and sister, they promised the same amount of money and they made it by mowing lawns and picking people's weeds.
0: So did nobody ask you to mow their lawn? No? You can come mow my lawn. But anyway, so then, so were you a little bit concerned that you weren't gonna be able to to get your money and you were, because your brother and sister were mowing lawns and they were doing things and that's how they they made their money. So then you had been praying that God would give you a way to make the money and then what happened?
1: Um, My mom got an email and they were wondering if I could audition for a stage reading and they they wanted Somalian girls and she said that my daughter is Ethiopian, but she kind of looks Somalian, and we didn't hear back for a while. And then a month later, we heard back, and they asked if I could audition, and they said...
0: So she was going to audition for this thing. It's a staged reading, and you've been doing some modeling and stuff like that, getting your picture taken, which was cool. And so they, they said, well, we're not sure, and she didn't hear back for, a, for quite a while. But then...
1: Um, They asked for me to audition, and they said they're only going to pay $100, and my mom was like, that's perfect.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Can you, okay, thank you for sharing. You can go sit down. (laughs) I loved hearing that story. I just heard that story, and it was, at the end, they said they weren't sure if it was going to come through, and then they called back and said, well, we'll take Sadie, even though she's young, we'll take her for this staged reading, and then they said, they felt bad. They're like, but the pay is only $100. And it was just a great moment of faith building for Sadie that you can trust him, that God is going to provide in ways that you would have never thought imaginable. We have a big fall season ahead of us at Homestead with the building and the church and growing. And uh, we need to grow in godliness. Students, as you face your school year this year, we need to grow in faith. God's gonna, God wants you to grow in godliness in addition to all the other areas that you're going to grow in. For our church, we need to grow in kind of infrastructure. We need volunteers. When we, when we open up the new building, we're going to be starting with two services on a Sunday morning. We need volunteers for kids' ministry, not just to babysit kids. We want to have people who care about kids to instill in them what we're reading about today, what we're learning today, to build their life on Christ, to build their life in faith. We need people to give. We need people to serve. We need people to invite we want you to grow in inviting people. Lonnie and Rebecca Sauber, they have the gift and the anointing of inviting people to church, right? If you ever want to know how they do it, just talk to them. They, not only are they outgoing, their personalities are contagious and they talk to people, but God has anointed that where they invite people and they just start coming to church. We want us to grow in inviting because why are we here? We want those who are not a part of the kingdom of God to become a part of the kingdom of God to receive the good news. We want to grow in knowledge. We're going to have Bible studies on Thursday nights. We have different groups. We want you to be a part of growing in your faith. Grow in your faith. Read the Word. It's crucial that we all have that mentality of, God, I open my heart up to you. God, I open my heart up to you. I want to grow in this area of my life. I don't want to just coast. I just don't want to be the same. I want to grow in godliness. I want to see your divine nature come alive in me. I want to see you do great things through me. So let's close in prayer real quick before we have our students come up. God, I commit this time to you. May your word ring true. We want to grow in all of these areas. And for this season of our church, I just pray that you'd continue to build that foundation and that you would cause all of us to grow closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, students, if you are here, could you stand up? If you're an elementary, even if you're a preschool student, middle school, high school, college, come on up to the front. We're going to line up along the front. And we are going to have a time of prayer for you. Okay, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we take this time and we thank you for these young lives. We thank you for these students. We thank you for all the plans that you have for them. First and foremost, that you would have them grow in their faith. That they would have hearts that are rooted in you, in your mercy, in your love, in your victory, in your power, in your goodness, that we would know this world is not our home, but we are on our way to heaven in eternity with you. God, I pray for this school year, I pray for strength for all of these students. I pray that every day, no matter what they face, they would walk with victory and confidence in you, because we are more than conquerors in you, that they would trust you in every circumstance. And in doing that, they would grow in their faith. They would see how you are faithful to provide. And they would grow in their ability to trust you. That they would grow in skill and in strength, but also in godliness. That they would grow in wisdom, both academically and spiritually. Lord, I pray that they would sense your presence with them every day. And I pray that they would realize they are a light. And I pray that you would shine brightly through each of them to fellow students and to teachers and everyone they interact with at school, that you would use them for your glory and your kingdom, that you would be honored through their lives. I pray for safety. I pray for your hand of protection over them. I pray a blessing over them in everything that they do this year at school. May it come to bear fruit. May it come to honor you, and may it build your kingdom. Lord, I pray for strong faith in each of these students and a wonderful, wonderful year. We dedicate it to you this year of school. We pray a blessing over them. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen.